Hey, this is Brandon Straza with American Option Insurance Group. And if you want to build world-class communication skills, you should be listening to the Art of Communication podcast with my good friend, Greg Rice. Welcome to the Art of Communication, where entrepreneurs learn to grow their business more effectively through mastering their ability to connect to others. Whether you're looking to increase revenue, widen your network, or just getting others to buy into your vision, we'll help you dramatically transform your business and life by communicating more effectively, improving your leadership skills, and reinvesting time back into your family. You're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and your life. So let's start the conversation with your host, Greg Rice. Hey guys, today I'm talking to Brandon Straza. Brandon is the founder and CEO of the American Option Insurance Agency. He's also the host of The Naked Agent. Um, So we talk uh, a lot about uh, how a comment that was made to him in high school still motivates him today and how important it is for authority figures to consider the power of their words. We also get into what exactly The Naked Agent is all about. And we talk about how the formula of giving value without looking for anything in return has been so powerful for Brandon. And that's really one of my biggest takeaways from the show, that shining a spotlight on others without having any expectations uh, is a really powerful approach for building relationships. Brandon, thanks so much for joining me on the Art of Communication podcast. Really excited to have you today. Hey, Greg, appreciate having uh, you having me here. Yeah, very cool, very cool. So ton of stuff that we can touch on. Love to just start off by kind of going back to the beginning for you and, and talk a little bit about the path that you've taken, uh, the entrepreneurial path to create the uh, American Option Insurance Agency and kind of what led you down that path and maybe just the story how you got started. Yeah. Well, I think really the story of how I got started was at a young age, starting when I was told in uh, high school that I wasn't going to be able to make it as far as what one of my siblings had done from an academia standpoint. And then the other standpoint of uh, a sports standpoint for one of my other siblings. And I was just told that I wasn't going to amount to a lot. Now that wasn't from my parents. That was actually from a teacher. And that really stuck with me for a long time. I I drove that, that emotion, that feeling into working at a, a golf course and cleaning golf clubs. And I would listen to the members there. A lot of them had their own businesses had that entrepreneurial spirit. So I would just listen to what was making them successful conversations that they were had and realized at some given point, I didn't want to work for someone. It wasn't, wasn't that it was the wrong path because I did that for, you know, over 10 years once I, I got out of college. But it was really the idea of like being able to create my own path, carve it out. And if it was a success, it was a success because of what myself and other people had built around me. And if it was a failure, then, hey, that's on me. Yeah, no, no doubt. So it's, it's actually interesting. I think teachers don't always understand the impact that words have on kids, right? I know I had a similar experience when I was in school where I was kind of told that I just wasn't going to have a lot of success in life, right? Because at the time I was going through some things, right? And I wasn't as focused on school as I should have been. That had a pretty negative impact on me for a while. And now it's more motivational. From a conversation perspective, I think it's it's interesting how folks don't realize the impact that the words can have. Yeah, words really do drive home. And I think that's the one thing that uh, if social media has taught us anything, is there's already a conversation going on in someone else's head that mm-hmm. you are not aware of. So it's I think I've been told there's three conversations. The conversation you're having, the conversation that person already has in their head, and then the conversation that's going on right there. So you've got a lot of 
mixed bags going on at one time. And I mean, again, the, the word no is, is such a, a driving force. If you use that word to drive you forward, it's amazing what you're able to accomplish as long as you don't let it eat you up. And I mean, that led me back to what your original question was with American Option Insurance Group. That led me to creating my first company that's still in existence today and uh, has continued to thrive even during the, the interesting times that, uh, that we're all a part of right now. But hearing, no, you shouldn't go create a, uh, a business as you're getting married. No, it's the, the likelihood of a business succeeding. The percentages drastically decrease year after year. And uh, we're, we're hitting that last, that last marker that I had always been taught. I think it's like that 10-year marker is when the remaining percentage of businesses that aren't going to succeed and, and we had the perfect storm stop succeeding. And that, that continues to drive me and will continue to drive me in anything that I create with people around me. Wow. Yeah, it's impressive. So you've been in business about 10 years. Tell me a little bit more about the, the agency and, and kind of the growth that you've had and, and what... I guess the overall mission of the agency is like, what makes you guys a little bit different? Yeah. When we started the business, I started it with a, a mortgage bank that um, there was 12 of us that owned it. And at the time of my, uh, my departure from the mortgage bank, when we, when we split ways, I'm kind of fast forwarding, they were doing, or we were doing around $2 billion a year in lending. And they've continued to exceed that year over year since then. But I started it with them as they had, there, there were a few of the owners in the company that had been previous mentors of mine. And they convinced me, hey, leave corporate America, start your own business with us, and uh, let's, let's see where we can go. So I thought it was a really smart business decision. And it, it really did turn out to be that way. Uh, one of the things that, that I that created with the insurance company, most insurance agencies do business in their backyard. And buy that in their city. Then your next group of people do business in the state. Mm -hmm. And then very seldom are you going to see insurance agencies do business across state lines. Just because uh, guidelines can be different. Getting contracts can be challenging. And having a conversation with someone that might not ever meet you at that point was still people just didn't feel as comfortable unless your name was Geico progressive where they're like, okay, I understand. I'm going to call 1-800. I don't know who you are. <laughs> so getting over that hump, in my mind, it was just a conversation. I had to learn all the different ways that people wanted to tell me no. So I, I never gave them the opportunity eventually to say yes for why they were working with someone that they were never going to meet. And one of the challenges that we had at that point is if you remember back in the day, brick and mortar was so important. That proved that you were real business. Yellow Pages, then brick and mortar, and then it was your website. And, and now that's, you know, can be kind of non-existent. So people are like, well, where can we find you? I'm like, oh, we've got a website. That bought me a little bit of credibility right there. <laughs> but it was, it was really building those relationships and working with the loan officers inside of that mortgage bank and having that communication going back and forth for why they should start investing in their own company meaning American Option Insurance Group, which was part of, uh, part of the mortgage bank at the time, as opposed to sending it to their buddy down the street that was buying them donuts, taking them out for drinks. Like, why is it that you want to invest in yourself if you work for this company? And, and that was an interesting challenge because the owners of the company at the time, 
and myself, we all sat there and said, well, of course they're going to want to send business to their own company, but that really wasn't the case. So quickly I learned I needed to find ways to, I had to solve a problem that they were having. And it was only by communicating with them that I found that what their problems were. So once I knew what that pain point was, I had to turn that pain into something that they didn't even have to think about anymore. And that's when we really started seeing that symbiotic relationship because of having conversations with them and finding out what wasn't working, even if their buddy was sending them, even if they were sending their friend business is when American Option really started to, to take off, at least in my mind. And then as time went on, it was it's a whole different story once, once the partnership decided to separate. And that was more on my doing than really the banks. But uh, it, was, it was almost the wild, wild west. The world was open once we separated. And uh, now I'm here. Yeah, for sure. And I, I hear that all the time about sales and how to do it effectively, right? You, a lot of folks get told no and they give up. Like you got to keep fighting through no until you find that sweet spot of the, that right value proposition to be able to drive folks to want to buy from you and invest in you. So that was really interesting from a look, it sounds like you worked through a referral perspective early on to, to try to drive business into the insurance agency. So today, you're, you've expanded, right? Tell me about the size of the agency today. How many folks are you leading? Yeah, so we've got uh, seven. I think we just brought on our eighth, I think is what it was. I'll, <laughs> it's, it's a little early. So uh, yeah. yeah, I think we've got, uh, we've got eight on now. And really what it comes down to is in, in the insurance world, it's, it's, it's a tough business to make money in the beginning. And that's why so many people kind of plateau and they don't, they aren't able to get past a certain point because you make pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters to make dollars, twenties, hundreds, and eventually so on and so forth there. So it takes such a long time to, to get those to come together and really sit there and say, I'm going to grind away and I'm going to make for an entire year off of one person that I might have on average, we have about four to six conversations a year with our customers. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to make anywhere from 20 bucks to let's say $150 for an entire year. Yeah. And I never looked at it from the standpoint I, I, of like what that individual policy was. And I guess even being a little naive at the time, I didn't even look and see, say, okay, it's going to take X amount of conversations to hit Y amount of dollars. Like, hey, this sounds pretty smart. Let's go do this. I just looked at people at that point in my, in my career that were a lot smarter than me. And I'm like, well, shit, if, if they've done it and they've made a career out of this, then it's just basic math. I got to keep talking to people, getting policies, and then someday it pays off. I can hire my first employee. And then from there, I can hire the next employee to replace what I'm doing here. And it really is just, it's literally dialing for dollars and sitting at home, not worrying about like, when is it that I'm going to make 50,000 or a hundred thousand or a half million a year, because it just, it takes time. It takes repetitiveness and it just takes doing the same thing over and over and over again. And that's eventually where you get into a rut. And that's where I eventually got into right is I had a successful business, but I realized the value I was bringing and I'll leave it at that. The value at that point that I was bringing once we had like, I don't know, five people on was 
there wasn't much. We were just a transactional business. So, yeah, that's that's definitely interesting. Now, tell me about the how do you build a relationship with a customer in your business? You know, you talked about needing to have multiple conversations with folks to build that relationship. Insurance is something I think notoriously folks don't necessarily understand. They don't love paying for it until they need it, <laughs> you know? So how, how do you go about kind of building relationships with folks that makes them want to invest longer term and in, in having you be their insurance agency? Yeah, I think a lot of it, as we don't meet 99% of our customers, we're not your traditional insurance agency because we, we don't rely upon walk-in traffic, brick and mortar. And so I've always said this, you have to listen to the tone of a person's voice to see what their facial expressions have going on. Like right now you and I can see each other. And so I can read whether you're like, you're enjoying this conversation. Or you're just like, Hey, how can we get this over? It's super easy. <laughs> facial expressions just don't lie. So in this case, since a lot of what we have to do is listen to the tone of a person's voice, when you hear the pitch come up, you hear the pitch come down, you can learn how to navigate that conversation and what's important to them. So a lot of people that we deal with first time home buyers, or they're buying a new home because of how we set up our referral sources. So you want to find what that emotion is, that triggering mechanism that you can help have them remember who you are and why you're there to help them. And, and to me, it's, it's super easy because you're sitting there saying, hey, this is your first home that you're buying. Yeah, that's got to be a great feeling. So how did you end up finding your lender? How did you end up finding your realtor? You start asking them questions. You ask them yes questions, as I call it. And it doesn't mean that they're giving you a yes back, but they're giving you some form of positive response back. And well, I found Janie because my realtor ended up referring me. Awesome. Well, how'd you end up finding your realtor? So you're not even having a conversation at that moment on insurance. You're asking them and trying to get to know who they are and give get yes responses back. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I met my realtor at a barbecue event at one point. Oh, awesome. Cool. Hopefully they'll throw you something like that. So, you know, tell me, I'm, I'm looking at the house. So while you're asking these, these yes questions, you're, you've already looked up the house. And so you're looking at this like, hey, by the way, beautiful house. You mentioned something about that is an emotional connection to them that stands out, whether it's the flooring, it's, it's a feature of the house. And so they're like, oh, well, they actually care about me because they're already looking into the house and they're asking me these questions of how I met this person that's helping me here, here, and here. Mm-hmm. And again, they're giving you yes responses right there. So you're, you're finding out who they are. And, and through the process, you're like, we know if it's a, on, in a specific area, whether they're military typically or who the referral source is. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things when you know it's a specific area you say, oh, by any chance, what do you do for a living? You find out. And, and we say this com- and from a completely genuine and, and honest standpoint is, hey, thank you very much for your service. I think that's something some of our customers, depending on where they come from, they don't hear enough. But you find out, again, what they do. And if it's in the military, it's obviously a genuine response. So you, you keep getting them to give you yes responses when you're trying to get information out of them that they really don't want to talk about. No one wants to talk about insurance. No one wants to have insurance. I get that. I understand that. They want it there for the day that, that they can't see around the corner. So that's really building that relationship right there, letting them know that, hey, good news is 
once we're done with everything, we're going to handle the paperwork for you. We're going to get it over to your lender. We're going to streamline the process. So anything that makes their life easier, that they don't have to think about it and that they can give you a yes answer is, is really the best way to feel out and see what they're looking for and how you can be a service to them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's great. Kind of getting them in a positive mindset and, and understanding what's important to them and, and therefore communicating that they're important to you, you know, beyond yeah. just a transaction. But the tonality piece is really interesting as well and super important. But I think so many of us get stuck in our own heads that we're worried about the next question that we're going to ask or worried about where we want to take the conversation. We're not pausing and listening to how the other person is talking, not just what they're saying. And it's so critical and an important skill to learn how to do. Yeah. I mean, the pitch, it's amazing. Like I could probably just have this entire conversation look that way, not, not see you and know whether there's like any value being brought from one, one aspect to the other. Because again, our voice is just a different facial expression. And you can hear mm-hmm. a, a previous mentor of mine told me, you can hear someone smile. Mm-hmm. And once you know how to do that, everything else is just actually genuinely caring. But first, have you guys ever struggled to gain traction driving paid traffic while it seems like your competitors are just having a lot more success? If so, then you're going to love what I put together for you. I mean, how about a free analysis of you versus your top three competitors to gain clarity around what is really working and what isn't and where the opportunities are? Does that sound good? Well, I've partnered with some of the best in the paid traffic business to create inflection marketing. I only partner with the best. No one has more experience. These guys have been doing it since 2001, and they've been helping companies win paid traffic across all channels, including Google, Microsoft, and Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Amazon. And here's the best part. For anyone who sets up a consultation appointment, we'll provide you with a free competitive analysis comparing your pay-per-click advertising versus your competitors, looking at things like messaging, keywords, volume, and cost per click. And there's no obligation for this. It'll give you the foundation that you need to succeed, whether you decide to work with us or not. So to learn more about how we can help you take your digital marketing game to the next level and drive a true inflection in your paid traffic, as well as get your complimentary competitive analysis, go to gregjrice.com backslash inflection. That's gregjrice.com dot com backslash inflection to schedule a quick discussion to see if there may be a fit here or not. So with that, let's dive into our interview. For sure. Yeah, I love it. I've never heard that though, that the tone of voice is just another facial expression. Very cool. Very cool way to think about it. So you mentioned mentorship. Um, I know that's also something that's important to you. And you mentioned kind of your own mentors. I know that you do some mentoring. So tell me what you've learned, I guess, are the keys to mentoring folks effectively and helping them to develop professionally. Yeah. When, when you're looking to mentor, typically if someone comes from mentorship, the way of thinking before I really got mentorship was, oh, they got to have a problem. So this is why they need mentorship. Like it was really archaic. If you think about it, I'm like, <laughs> the reason you need a mentor is if you don't know what the hell you're doing. And, and the reality is that's not the case. Mentorship should be going, you know, from it's obviously, you know, as a child, we get mentored from our, our family and friends around us as we go to school. It's supposed to be teachers and, you know, eventually classmates, business partners, so on and so forth. So mentorship is something that I had made a huge mistake on at one point and I had just stopped learning and stopped trying to soak in information from other people. I got, I got tunnel vision and I sat there and said, I know everything of how to do it, where to do it 
and so I just I stopped learning. And then eventually one day, which has led me to the journey that I continue to build out now through the Naked Agent with American Option Insurance Group and other projects that I'm working on, I realized mentorship is actually to help you learn from other people. You might sit there and see that, hey, here's the solution, but I can't quite finish the project that I'm working on. But through mentorship, they're able to take their experiences and insert that and plug that in. Even if they're not in the same industry, you can take your experiences in a completely different industry, plug it into what they're doing. And all of a sudden, like those, those horse blinders are off. Mm-hmm. And it's really a conversation amongst two people or more that are trying to sit there and, and give you their experiences. Because I think people's experiences you should always take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. If you can learn from someone else's either wins or losses, you can avoid that pitfall or you can get to the front of the line quicker. So mentorship is really just listening to other people and sitting there and saying, hey, well, okay, if this is your pain point and you want to get from here to here, this person, I might not be the best person for it, but hey, I know Greg over here that can actually help you work on this, let me connect you to. And I think that's a form of mentorship is being able to connect people from A to B to C and who's best at what they do. Completely agree. Yeah. And I think for me personally, like there's always been a bit of a nervousness around mentorship. Like I don't have all the answers and and I'm going to try to guide this person and help them to accomplish A, but what if I don't really know how to get to A? You know, am I the best mentor for them? Am I going to be able to bring value? And it, at the end of the day, though, it's not really about having all the answers. It's about helping them to find the path to the answer, whether that's connecting them to somebody else or helping them explore the answer together. You know, I think there's a, a large variety of ways that you can help, even if you don't always have the right answer at that moment. Absolutely. Yeah, I com- completely agree in what you just said right there. Yeah. So you also mentioned the naked agent. So tell, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So the Naked Agent came out of building a successful business after I parted ways from the bank. I bought them out of the insurance company and several years later, they bought me out of the bank. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, we're doing well, but what value am I bringing? What value am I doing for the people that send us business? All right, here's a candy dish. All right, here's a donut. Here's a meal. And and I sat there and I'm like, this, this isn't doing anything. We're, we're so transactional. All, they, all we have to do is one mistake and they turn off the lights on us. And they say, yeah, we're not going to send you business anymore. So I, I sat there and I'm like, okay, how can we bring value that others aren't? And, and, and it was a couple bottles of wine. There was some music and a movie playing in the background. And all of a sudden I'm like, well, I could, I could start interviewing people. But what would I call it? I'm like, well, I'm an insurance agent and I want to get behind the scenes and he- hear how they're doing, what they're doing bring value to them and then put it out on social media. I'm like, well, the naked agent, the naked part is who they are, what they do, what they do in the community. And we would never sit there and promote ourselves. We wouldn't be like, well, so tell me why, uh, Lauren, why do you send American option business? And why are we so awesome? And why it was literally never talking about what we did. It was about who they were as people and what they did subsequently for a living. And so we, we sit there and, you know, I put a team together because I realized, okay, this is going to be a little bit more than what I can have time and I can handle. So we started putting a team around this and I'm like, all right, you know what? We're not going to be the best at this when we, when we decide to take off. We were told, don't do it. Again, I was told no. 
this isn't perfect yet. We, we like the idea of it, but don't do it. it this, this is horrible. And I'm just like, it was my 40th birthday, I think it was. And I'm like, nope, put it out there. Put the first one out there. Don't care. And they're like, you sure? I'm like, don't care. Just put it out there. So we had a plane. There was no wings. There was no pilots. There was one engine strapped to the plane since there was no wings. And, no, and we had monkeys flying the plane. But eventually we got a wing. We got some landing gear. We were, the, the plane wasn't on fire anymore. And we replaced the monkeys with actual pilots. And that's my analogy of like, paralysis by analysis. And I'm like, I don't care. Like I got made fun of people sent like when they would see stuff out there, they, they, they would send some nasty messages to it. I'm like, all right, it is what it is. But all of a sudden I was like the people that we were working with and we hadn't got to yet. They're like, Hey, so we saw you're doing this thing out there. When can we do something like that? And then I had some other people reaching out that just were, were previous friends. And it's, it's why I say previous friends, they, were, they could have been from high school or college. And they started saying, hey, so what is this thing that you're doing? And I hadn't heard from them in a while. And I'm like, all right, this, this is pretty cool. Like we're able to highlight them, show why they're so important. And it gives them a reason to, for us to differentiate ourselves. And we differentiated ourselves because we didn't say, okay, well, hey, we're going to put this much social spend behind it, this much cost for editing, this much for the equipment that we're buying. We're just like, nope, you know, we went out there, we, we spent the money and the equipment and the editing and getting the people to do it. And lo and behold, it was a, a whole different value that when we would, we, and we would fly to location. So it wasn't like we were just doing it in our backyard. I mean, we went from California, the state of Washington, Florida, Kansas, wow. it, um, to New York. Like we would hop on a plane, we would go do it. I mean, it took me to interview one of the top realtors in the country, Ryan Serhant. He's on Bravo TV. He's one of the top realtors in the country uh, and has a TV show, Sell It Like Serhant and on Million Dollar Listing New York to being able to spend time with him, to continuing to build a relationship one of the, with one of the top 25 mortgage lenders in the country and and she's an absolute powerhouse so it gave a reason for me to have a conversation and be in rooms that otherwise i probably wouldn't have had a reason to be in mm-hmm. very very interesting well, also growing those relationships right that are gonna eventually lead to more business but also hopefully just working together more effectively right yeah. so so very cool very cool I think that's a unique approach that I haven't seen a lot of other businesses take, you know, just looking to highlight kind of your partners in a way that helps them shine, you know, and it's kind of fun too. And you get to build that relationship. Yeah, it really is. I can tell you the power of doing that by me realizing you need to bring value and how you communicate and how you work with your business partners, because we call them business partners mm-hmm. is, has led me to starting a new podcast building a new company and and being more of a value to our business partners inside the insurance company and to our customers in general. So going with that has led me so many more steps down the road and the people that it's allowed me to meet wouldn't have happened otherwise if I hadn't have taken the time to realize we need to be a value add as opposed to a value drain. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Excited to see where that goes to in the future. 
<laughs> so just a couple more questions I like to ask everybody who's on the show. The first one is I, I really believe in the power of conversations, right? So I always ask my guests if there's a particular conversation they can point to in their life that maybe changed your direction or had a significant impact upon you. Yeah, I think it was in Thailand just over a year ago, and it was several conversations compounded into an entire week over there. And it was, it was really listening to what has made other people's businesses successful and see how they light up when it was. And so it wasn't just one conversation, but it was a conversation with people like Steve Sims, Ronsley Vaz, Zach Benson, Gerard Adams, and then all the people that were put into a room by someone that has been a mentor to you and I, Travis Chapel. And it was listening to all the different things that have made their company successful and then taking small pieces of those and inserting them to not only what I was currently doing, but what I realized I was going to go build. Yeah. And that takes us back to the power of mentorship, right? And the power of learning from those who are doing awesome things in other places or have done things before you are, right? They've accomplished things you want to accomplish. You can learn from them. So always having your ears open for those kinds of things, being on the lookout, but also not being afraid, I think, to ask the questions needed to generate those conversations. I think a lot of times we're afraid to even take that step. But if you don't take the step, you never know where it's going to lead you. Exactly. Get on the burning plane. <laughs> Hang out with those monkeys a little bit. So second question, completely unrelated, but I get asked a lot about first impressions. So if you're meeting somebody for the first time, what's the single most important thing they can do to kind of impress you or not really impress, but make you walk away saying, yeah, I want to have more of a relationship with that person. Being open and honest and being genuine in who they are. You can tell if there's a wall up or if it's just a story that they've created in, in themselves. So it's really just being genuine and being, you're, you're going to, you realize you're going to get the same person every time. And I, I think that's really what I see in people is if they can do that, because I, I know we can all put up those fronts in the story that we think the other person wants to see and hear. But at the end of the day, it, it's eventually going to come out. So feeling that you actually care to be there and that it's just not a transaction being who you are. Yeah. And that authenticity piece comes up a lot when I ask that question, you know, just kind of being yourself, being authentic and positivity obviously is another piece and warmth, I think. So, so last question, as you kind of think back through all the challenges that you've been through and what you've built today and where you're looking to go, if, if there was one communication skill you could have had in more abundance that would have made it all easier, what would that have been for you? Knowing how to ask for help. If I could have communicated at a, at a younger age, I need help with this because I have this dream or this vision and I want to accomplish this right here. It's knowing how to ask for help and knowing who to go to ask for help from. Like having that, that open door policy. Mm -hmm. And like we talked about having the courage to take that step, right? If you don't, you never know where it might lead. You know, yeah. back, back when I was in sales, I used to always marvel at, you know, I'm sitting at the table about to close this deal, but that's because I have knocked on this door a month and a half ago and I didn't do a deal with them, but they introduced me to their accountant who introduced me to this attorney who had this client who needed this thing. And now we're sitting here, right? But none of that would have ever happened if I wouldn't have walked in that first door, which I really didn't want to do at the time, you know? So taking that leap, I think is, is just critical to achieving anything and a, a really fun life, right? Cause you never know where you're going to end up. You really don't. I can tell you it, it is a wild ride. If you just decide to open the door, 
and have the butterflies and just keep walking through. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. Well, listen, I really appreciate the time. I thought it was a great conversation. I know the audience is going to walk away with just a ton of value around how to build and grow their own dream, right? And, and, and how to, we talked a lot about kind of building client and customer relationships, but also how to lead and mentor. So I think there's a ton of great stuff there. So thank you so much. Absolutely, Greg. Appreciate it. Thanks. Don't let the momentum stop now. Continue your path towards connecting at another level by joining the Communication Nation. We'll be discussing today's topics as well as more real-world solutions to transforming your life personally and professionally at facebook.com slash groups slash join the Communication Nation. Remember, you're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and life. And that conversation starts right here on The Art of Communication.